warming up for 3 to 5, Saturday the 27th of September 2019. I'm furious, Terry. I've just realised, reading these out, that there were two numbers the same. I think 4322 or 4321, there was two of them. I've had to go back and renumber every single one, so there's like that's very embarrassing for me that that mistake was there. I don't know who writes this, but it's awful. So could you go back and re-edit all the ones we've done that since then that have got the wrong numbers on and put the right numbers on? That, I really appreciate that, Terry. Must, that's a lot of hard work for you to do that because they've already been published, right? So, yeah, thanks. Thanks for doing that. <coughs> Excuse me. I found myself breakfasting next to Kevin Rowland and his bandmate Big Jim. I was still too shy to talk to them, but noted as I sat there in my jogging pants and T-shirt that even at 8am, these gentlemen dressed in their swanky stage gear, current incarnation influenced by 1930s Paris, I believe. The bandmates' small talk about the weather and toast seemed incongruous, but they are my they are my new heroes. Not that I will ever tell them, hobbled as I am by my own self-consciousness. I've been both pleased and amazed that I've starved, st- staved off illness throughout Edinburgh on my holiday, but today the lurgy was starting to strike, thanks, I think, to doing a phone interview right after my last long run while sitting in my damp sport kit. This evening was my first stand-up gig since the fringe ended, and I was worried that my sore throat would not be up to the job, as well as nervous I might well have forgotten my show by now. I half-listened to the recording of the last performance and hoped it was seeping in, but ultimately I trusted that my brain, which seemed quite unfamiliar with what I was listening to, would come up with the right stuff. Hopefully it would come back to me. It felt like a long, long time since I'd done any performing, and it was hard to tell if the material I was listening to was funny at all. It was certainly performed with a rapidity that suggested I thought that I could, could get it out of the way I would be allowed to go home five minutes early. People were laughing on the recording, but my confidence was taking a bit of a knock. But people showed up. I was more popular than Dexys in this small Welsh town. Some go, someone go, someone go back in time and tell the teenage me. Let's just edit that. So, I was more popular than Dexys in the tiny this tiny Welsh town. Someone go back in time and tell the teenage me. That's the perfect one to use that one. And they found it funny and it pretty much all came back to me. I really enjoyed myself having been a bit shut away for the last day, not feeling too well. It was just nice to be out and amongst people. Afterwards, I cracked open a bottle of bitter and then another, though I pretty much know that I operate on a two drink maximum these days. I got chatting to Chris Evans, not that one, and Rich the Third. We watched Mitch, Mitch Ben perform his excellent show, The 37th Beetle, based on a similar conceit to an old Leon Herring sketch, but independently arrived at and very differently executed. Clearly passionate and knowledgeable about this subject, as well as tangentially connected to the band he made it funny for fan and non-fan alike but I was quite pissed by now so what do I know I then went to see Robin Ince interview the writer Jeremy Dyson in a dimly lit church it's very much a niche niche festival It's very much a niche festival, and I suspect the same group of two or three dozen people are going to see every show. But it was fascinating chat about horror films and the League of Gentlemen. I was sitting in the row behind the actor Kevin Penfold Eldon, and across the aisle from Graham Garden, like the audience itself, was a little museum display of mildly notable comedy figures from the last 50 years in a church in the middle of Wales. That was pretty hard to get in. That was was pretty hard to get to. I like that. Messed that up, Terry. Shall I do it again? Yeah, I'll do it again. In a church in the middle of Wales that was pretty hard to get to. I like that. I went back to the bar and chatted with Kevin and the others whilst having a whiskey, just like Dylan Thomas had done in the same place before me. Keith Allen did not show up and ask anyone if they wanted to see his cock. I felt happy and glad I'd made the trip, the sense of isolation and self-doubt having dispersed. The talk took turned to Ian Charlson and the extraordinary power of his last stage performance as Hamlet when only he had known that he had a few months left to live. One of the people around the table's friends had written a letter to the act to say how incredible Charlson had been and only later found out was informed by his own understanding of mortality. But then the conversation swung around to Danger Mouse and Eldon's part in bringing this iconic cartoon back to life. I said of course no one knew it was Eldon's last role. He knew he was dying and when you look back and see his performance of Penfold it is imbued with his understanding of the fragility of life. It seemed funny at the time but luckily Eldon will never die. Better not, anyway.